Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Nobody plans to walk away from God, and we're not stupid. But it happens. And we find ourselves there. Well, what we really wander away from is this. The battle is in the mind. They forget that when they turn their life to Christ, they left the kingdom of Satan. And Satan hates it. So he's after them. Some of us may have experienced the heart-wrenching tragedy of watching those we love wander from the faith. Whether it's for a short season or several years on end, it's always a heartbreaking thing to witness. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark addresses this very topic. Not only will we learn the importance of reaching out to those who wander, but also the importance of guarding our hearts as well. Just as Pastor Mark mentions, none of us really wake up one day and simply decide to walk away from God. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 16, with his continuing study entitled, The Power and Wide Influence of Prayer. real Christ follower, write it down, knows the truth and does the truth. See, it's no good to know it and not do it. He knows the truth and he does the truth. Look what John says. Jesus says this in John 13. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. As I told you, Linda and I just got back from a great time in Lima, Peru and celebrating with Pastor Rick and their 10-year anniversary and I did a couple, uh, all, the, all the Calvary guys, uh, pastors in Lima, I, I did a pastor's conference for them a couple times and, uh, and preached four times to their church. And it is a great city, 10 million people, but they drive like idiots. <laughs> they go through red lights. They put these uh, road bumps almost everywhere because people won't stop. And they're on the wrong side of the road and this kind of the road or whatever. And, and we got in a traffic jam. That's one of the worst traffic jams I've ever been. In the city we went to, there's one road in and one road out. And of course, it's two lane and two lane. But they've got one side of the two lane totally blocked off. They're doing construction. So it's one lane in and one lane out. When we started home, it's supposed to be an hour and a half. We got home four and a half hours later. As we were in that road, I, I looked and there's two lanes. Cars coming this way and cars coming this way. We were there more than an hour and 20 minutes, never moved an inch. I went and got a burger, came, sat back, sat down. No, I didn't. <laughs> we didn't move an inch. We didn't move an inch. And then I said, remember, one road in, one road out. Pretty soon, there's six lanes. And there's buses driving on the side of the mountain. No road. No road. The other side, the same. And pretty soon, they're all trying to merge into how many lanes? 
That's what happened. See, they know the truth. They aren't doing the truth. They know how to drive. I hope they pass the license, but they don't practice it. How about you this morning? James says they wondered. They might know the belief, but they're not practicing the belief. Now, that takes us to the question, how did they get off the right path? How in the world did that happen? It's a great picture. Wondered from the truth. Now, nobody gets up in the morning. You're a Christian. You're a Christ follower. And you get up, and pretty soon it's October. And maybe the 10th of October comes, and you get up one morning and go, what? You know what? I'm going to walk away from God today. Ah, have a nice life. Tired of that Christian stuff. I'm just walking. Nobody does that. You just kind of... You wander off slowly. Nobody really does it deliberately. You kind of just get caught up in the things of the world, and pretty soon, well, what is the truth? It says they wander away from the truth. It's very simple. Jesus is the way, say it with me, the truth and the life. So who have they really wandered away from? Jesus. Not about a church. It's they've wandered away from their relationship, their personal relationship with that. They're not in the Bible study anymore. They come very infrequently to church. Church is not a big deal to them. They've just kind of wandered off. And they got somehow doing their own thing. And you understand that in the real world. Have you ever gotten on a scale? And you look and go... How did that happen? Nobody here said in the summer, I'm going to put 20 pounds on between now and September. But some of you had. How did that work? It wasn't one trip to the all-you-could-eat buffet. You have a gold card that gets 10 stamps and you get one free. You're on nine, and that's what you've been thinking about all morning. Come on back now. Come on. You see, it just, just turn to your neighbor and say, it just happens. Turn to your neighbor and just say, it just happens. We didn't plan to put 20 on. Nobody plans to walk away from God, and we're not stupid. But it happens. And we find ourselves there. Well, what we really wander away from is this, the battle is in the mind. They forget that when they turned their life to Christ, they left the kingdom of Satan, and Satan hates it, so he's after them. I want you to see this verse. You'll understand the truth. Proverbs 23, 7, for as he or she thinks in their heart, so are they. Write this down this morning. What we think we become. The battle is in your mind. It's in my mind. That's why God says to protect our mind. Renew it with the word of God. So how did this wonder, they they forgot the truth. Here's the truth they forgot. Life is a battlefield. Now, two weeks from today, I begin a new series. You're going to love the series. It's called this, Living in Two Worlds. The physical world and the spiritual world. It's the invisible world. You can't see it. Do you know this morning in this room, and don't think we're weird now, in this room, there's angels and demons. You can't see them. And do you know where they're speaking to? 
your mind right now. Listen to what he says. Don't pay attention to that. Think about that buffet. That's Satan. That isn't God. Now, it's not a satanic buffet. He's just causing you to take your mind off the word. So understand what I'm saying? So that happens all day. It's not weird stuff. It's very real. It's very real. So we're going to get there. So what happens is this person who's started following Christ doesn't realize it's a battle. Now, because they don't realize it, they begin to wander away. And they forget the truth that there's three enemies. As a Christian, you have three enemies this morning. Here they are. Write them down if you don't know them. Number one, the devil. His goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants you back in his kingdom. Number two, the world system. Possessions are important. Power is important. Uh, the kind of riches and money is important. Not the things of God. This life is all, and when you're done with this life, you're dead. It doesn't matter. That's all that matters. He, he gets you off in the world system that says, live for today, don't worry about tomorrow. The book of Romans says, don't let Satan squeeze you into its way of thinking. But Satan wants to control our minds with wrong thinking. God wants to renew it, and he renews it by the word of God. So when that wanderer, that Christ followers into sin, they're not consistent in the word of God. They're not coming to church on a regular basis. So they're, they're, they're influenced by everything in the world, not by the things of God. And the third one is my old sinful nature. See, when you got saved, the spirit got saved, you're left with the I selfish person. I want to do it my way. The, the illustration, when you're on the beach and you see that guy out there and he's drowning or very dangerous position and you do nothing about it, that's my old human nature. I care about me. I don't care about them. I got stuff to do. I don't have time to get involved with them. And all of us have that. Notice, Peter forgot this for a while. One day, Jesus had to say to Peter, get behind me, Satan. The thoughts you have are not from God. They're from Satan. Peter. Now, look what he says. Peter says this. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion. He's always there. He's looking for an opening uh, and looking for someone to bless. Is that what it says? No, he wants to devour you. You don't see a lion go over to a little antelope baby that's a, hey, I came to bless you. No, he wants to devour him. He wants to devour you. So these people forget it's a war, it's a battle. And because of that, when that takes place, every single one of us are in danger. But we have a solution. Stay in the truth and do the truth, and that will protect us from it. Now, look back at verse 19 again, and I want you to circle something as we go through. My brothers, written to church, my brothers and sisters, if one, circle the word, if one of you, one Christian, who's walked away and has a lifestyle of sin. One Christian should wander from the truth, then a pastor or elder should bring them back. Is that what it says in your Bible? Well, of course not. Now, why did I ask you to circle one? What is the focus of James? Sometimes in our church, because we're a large church, we, we don't think the one. But notice what you see here. The focus is one. It's one person who is sinning in one way. The importance of one. Every person, 
Every single person is important to God. There's nothing more. Why is that important? That guy's out there uh, drowning in the water. That one is important. You see, understand this morning, the most valuable thing you own is your soul. When you die, there's nothing you can do if you haven't made it right with God. You'll be separated from God forever. There's nothing more important than your soul. Nothing. So it's one. It's always about one. So when we have the altar call today or any day, when one comes, fantastic. When a hundred come, fantastic. Doesn't matter. By the way, when you got saved, are you glad that God cared for one? Say amen. Because it was me. Now, where do we get that mentality from? The one, not the masses. We change the world one person at a time. Here's where we get it. Look at Jesus. He taught this to his disciples. He was trying to say to his disciples, lots of people are important because masses follow Jesus. But he says, don't forget the individual. Look at this. Matthew 18, 12. Vieira, Sebastian, listen. If a man has a hundred sheep and... How many of them? One of them wanders away. What will he do? Look at the answer. Won't he leave the 99 others on the hill? They're fine. And go out to search for the, say it with me, the one that is lost. That is the heart of God. He will go for one. Jesus died for us. On the cross, he had a thief on this side and this side. He was focused on that one and that one. Gave them both an opportunity. This one rejected. This one said, yes, you must be the Messiah. And Jesus said to him, today you'll be with me in paradise. See, it's the one. Now, understand... What are we to do? Notice, and look at verse 19, and someone should bring him back. You don't sit on the beach, and you saw this guy out there, and you say to a friend, hey, come here, let me show you this. See this guy out there? Show that thing to him, would you? Uh, Could I have a volunteer? Someone here would help us? No, if you see him, you throw it to him. Does it make sense? Of course. You say, well, like, are you talking about me? If, I, if I'm a Christian and I see someone that kind of walked away from God, I, if God shows that person to me, I'm supposed to be involved? Say yes. Of course, write this down this morning. See, this is where it gets personal. When you saw that first illustration, nobody would say, oh, who would see somebody drowning and not doing something about it? Well, notice, every Christ follower has the responsibility to help restore a wandering Christ follower. I can't ignore that they're no longer walking with God. I'm to be alert. And that means I should be in a small group. I should be in some kind of accountability group. So many of you have joined our small groups, our community groups. Fantastic. Get yourself in there. See, with masses of people... You don't want to get lost. That's why we have the new to Calvary's to get people plugged in and you need to be plugged in because people need to see how you're doing. You know, let's say you go in a community group or a study group and you're not there for three weeks. Somebody in a group of 20 is going to say, well, where's Jim? 
They're going to give you a call. But, and see, I, I wish I had a memory like that, but I can't look at you and say, oh, you weren't here last week. Or not. You were here last week. You weren't. I know some. Uh, careful. Uh, <laughs> but I certainly in all the campuses can't do that. There's just too many people. So we have to be watching for that. Now, understand what that means. Just turn to your neighbor right now and say this. I have the privilege. And you do it like this. Just beat on your chest. I have the privilege. Come on. I have the privilege to restore someone. I have the privilege to restore someone. Now, you, you just heard the truth. But let me say this. You have to do the truth. Do you realize how many people outside this church got hurt in a church, used to follow Christ, don't follow anymore. If we could get all the people who used to be in church, who used to walk with God, do you know how many new churches we'd have to build in this city? Every one of you know people like that. Our streets are filled with people that used to follow God, but they've wandered off. And God cares for them. He loves them. Now, notice, this is important. I'm going to ask you a very difficult question now. Who wrote the book of James? Okay, come on now. You almost got it. Who wrote the book of James? James, yeah, right. Half-brother of Jesus. Who really wrote the book of James? God did. See, here's how it worked. God used the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible. And he said to James, as James is writing this, no, that's the wrong word. Use it like this. And he wrote, God wrote the Bible. So James is saying, if you as a Christian see someone that's wandered off and you have a relationship with him, you kind of know, you go and bring them back. So is it James saying that? Or do we now see the heart of God speaking to us? You see, James is saying it, but it's the heart of God. He loves every single one of you. He doesn't want you to be lost. That's why he sent his son. And it's the heart of God, just as you saw Jesus. He goes after the one. It's the wonderful heart of God in God's grace and action. Now keep your finger right there. Turn back to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 6. You can actually go forward. James, put your finger there. Go forward to the book of Galatians chapter 6. Now this is a great picture again. Watch how it reads. Galatians 6.1. All of our campuses, those of you watching online, here we go. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin. So he's talking to brothers, sisters, Christians. They're, they're in a sinful lifestyle. You who are spiritual should restore him. How does it say? Hello, I, okay, let's get there. How, how should I restore him? gently. Now look at me. And this is a great passage of scripture because that word restore in the original language kind of talks about a broken bone. How many of you have ever had a broken bone? Let me see. Okay. And you go to the doctor, put you through the machine. Is it broken or not? Yeah, it's broken. It's going to have to be realigned. How would you like that broken arm realigned? The guy says, I'm sorry, we don't have any drugs. Uh, I can't do surgery. Put your arm here. I'm going to fix it. Ah! How many go for that? No, you're going to say, give me drugs. Please give me drugs. And, and would you realign it? How? Very, tell me, very gently. 
So what, what are we learning? It's not just about going to the person, but you're going to see in a moment, when we restore them, we do it as if there was a broken bone in their body. We do it like we like to be restored. Do you get it? So we're to restore him or her gently, realizing, look at the last part of the verse, huge part of the verse. But watch yourself, or you may also be tempted and fall into sin and have a spiritual broken bone. So how do I go to people who are, God shows me the individual, they've walked away from God, I know them, how do I go to them? Well, I can ignore them. Many people do. It's none of my business, I'm not getting involved in that. No, 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 no. The Bible says you are your brother's keeper. See, the church is a family. Could I hear an amen? We're a family. We care for each other. And so the first option, seeing that drowning person, they're well, I'm too busy. No, 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 no. If God shows you the person, you have to be involved. The second option is not valid either. You're not going to say somebody out there, you go to them and say, well, God brought me to you and I'm going to help you get restored. What in the world were you thinking? Are you an idiot or what? You're in that sin? You're living together? With you're gambling? You're cheating at work? You're totally useless. I don't know if God can restore you or not, but let's give it a try. <laughs> oh, praise God. I'll go right with you right now. This is fantastic. <laughs> no, you don't restore them like that. The third option we did before, do you remember what we did? We do it the right way. I get involved personally. There's hope on the way. God loves you. I'm coming after you, and we're going to get together and watch God restore you. See, it's how we do it that matters. It's how we do it that matters. Now, here's what I want you to write. This is how we do it. We restore the wandering Christ follower with love and grace and compassion. And why humility? Well, we were just warned in Galatians that if I'm not careful, I can wander away. How would I like to be restored? The same exact way, with grace and compassion. We're not here to bring them back for judgment. We're to bring them back to God so he can restore them. I want everybody to look at me, and you'll understand this in a moment. The church is not only a family. Look at me. The church is a hospital. All of us were dead in our trespasses and sins till we came to Christ. You were revived by God. You were bought to life by God. In today's study with Pastor Mark, we reflected on the tragedy of those who walk away from the faith. In the message, Pastor Mark emphasized the importance of reaching out to those who wander, that we might save them from unnecessary suffering. Not only did we learn to reach out, but Pastor Mark also encouraged us to be on guard so that we ourselves might not wander from the faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. 
The cost for each CD is $5 and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the order a message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. Today's message was taken from James chapter 5 and the title of this message is The Power and Wide Influence of Prayer. Again, today's message was taken from James chapter 5 and the message title is The Power and Wide Influence of Prayer. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time on Lessons for Living as Pastor Mark teaches us how to effectively reach out to those who wander. Today we learn the importance of reaching out, but in our next message, we'll learn how to do so with grace and gentleness. Just as the grace of God drew us to Him, Pastor Mark will emphasize the importance of being gracious to those we wish to restore to the faith. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of James. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.